life stories of trauma, loss, awakenings, and epiphanies, beginning with one mom's journal entries recorded in real time of a catastrophic diving accident, rendering her teenage son paralyzed from the neck down, and the courageous fight to save his life. Told through unedited text and journal entries and inspiring guest interviews, Blink of an Eye will take you on a powerful journey of advocacy and hope and an unvarnished look at the true nature of our relationships and interconnectedness in the face of an event that changes everything. Season 2 Let's pause for a moment. Hello, everyone. I hope you are well. We will not have a regular episode of Blink of an Eye this week. I have been in Cape May, New Jersey, writing for the Blink of an Eye episodes and conducting interviews, but we have suffered another tragedy. We are mourning the loss of a young lifeguard who lost his life August 19th on the same beachfront as Archer in Cape May, although a different location. Norman in Ferreira III was only 16 years old. He was brand new to the Cape May Beach Patrol, although not new to the work of ocean safety and beach lifeguarding. He was one of the youngest to ever join the force, and when he made it, Passing all the grueling and challenging tests, he was instantly loved by his more seasoned compatriots. He was also loved for his dedication to safety drills and for how much he loved to row. The boy loved having oars in his hands and being out on the surf in the rowboat, what they call surf boats. Norman was out on the ocean rowing on a routine safety check of the beach swimmers in one of the 360-pound steel surf boats when a large wave broadsided him and knocked him unconscious. The guards rescued him, but he fell into a coma and passed away shortly thereafter. We will never understand these tragedies. Norman was doing what he loved, rowing in one of the surf boats. Norman's family and high school friends from Pennsylvania have had their lives turned upside down, and we know they will never be the same. Norman's death has also thrown the Cape May Beach community into a tailspin. It is the first death of a lifeguard on duty in the 110-year history of the nationally celebrated Cape May Beach Patrol. Teary-eyed, I talked with one of the veteran guards who had been on the force for over 30 years who had just hand-painted a set of oars to give to Norman as a gift. It's a Cape May Beach Patrol tradition to paint a set of oars and give them to a rookie guard who joins the beach patrol, chooses Kate May, and completes his first season. We're taking a break for a week from Blink of an Eye because 
Honestly, I've been inundated and have not had the necessary time to create an episode for you. I feel like we are doing the work of Blink of an Eye, though, in real time. And I thank you for your support and understanding. This tragic event also shores up the work that the Blink of an Eye nonprofit, I See That, is working towards launching. Yes, the Integrative Center for Trauma Healing, Advocacy, and Transformation is creating a multidisciplinary support team for families in the first 30 days with a loved one who has suffered a spinal cord injury with a focus on relational trauma responses and trauma healing. I see that we will also need the grieving related to death as so many spinal cord injuries lead to early death. The team will be dedicated to one family at a time as we offer spinal cord injury medical expertise and emotional, spiritual, insurance, financial, and mental health support and navigation during this time. I knew from our own experience with Archer that you are reliving with me that the first 30 days are so critical for a unified feeling of support. Please check out the startup and consider a donation if you are so moved. Every dollar counts. It's www.icthat.org. I see that. As we work through things here in Cape May and we embrace each other and support each other as we feel the overwhelming loss of Norman and the impact of his life and the loss of his life on so many, we can learn together in ways that strengthen us. Here is one way for you to consider today. It's often a delayed response about a week to 10 days after a catastrophic event has passed, that the body seeks what is called homeostasis, searching for what is familiar after it has been shocked and in coping mode. It's about 10 days to three weeks after an incident that one of the first windows for trauma healing opens. If the trauma event is long in duration, then it may be months after that crisis period of time before the window opens as the coping mode remains on high alert. Being aware of this small portal may help you with your friends. For us in Cape May, it's been about 10 days since Norman's accident and passing, as I write you now, after the necessary preparations, funeral arrangements, and funeral service. The beach patrol guards and others close to Norman are beginning to unravel. This is expected. It's why I wanted to be here. Trauma is like that. And you know that now, too. 
this is normal and it's actually healthy as the body seeks health and wants to be restored. But it's the mind that often thinks it's scary and should be tamped down or numbed further, sometimes with alcohol or other sedatives. But we want to normalize this experience so that people do not think they are broken forever and will never be okay. That kind of thinking is a normal trauma response too for many. It too shall pass. We must be available to provide a safety net for those in the aftermath of traumatic events so they can grieve and also know that they will be restored to living again. So many good organizations have trauma recovery services, and there are wonderful trauma healers out there too. Loving and compassionate talk is often the first entry point for many people who want to feel better. But talk therapy alone may not be enough for most trauma survivors or anyone who has experienced deep loss. The way to healing and resuming life is through a combination of things personalized to each person. But the work of healing is through the body. And I'm not talking about running marathons and lifting weights. You know this, of course, as you've been following along with the trauma healing learnings of season one and now of season two. But check out episodes 22 and 23 of season one. The Body Knows the Score, part one and part two. I am reminded as we go how much the shock and the energy of a trauma event is stored and lodged in our bodies, in our cells. It has been six years now since Archer's accident. A number of people in Cape May have talked with me, blending Archer's loss and now Norman's loss as if they were happening at the same time in a combined grief and pain response. As this recent tragic loss conjures all that up again. This is real. These are reports that tell us about what it is like to be doubly traumatized or re-traumatized, which is really when we are exposed to a stimulus that triggers an unhealed wound. My heart is open and wide for my suffering friends, and we can do better for each other, and we will do better the more we understand the ways of trauma healing. As I close, we can look at events in our lives that cause triggers of the past 
or events that cause fresh ruptures as portals for healing. These events serve to stir up what was not fully metabolized before, still locked in our bodies, giving us another opportunity to acknowledge the existence of that locked energy and to locate it and release it so that we can move forward with living joyfully. That is what God and all those we love who have passed want us to do. Live fully, enjoy, being good and kind to others, doing good and kind things, as these are ways to release trapped emotional energy too. We might not ever fully metabolize and release our deepest sorrows and losses of the past, but we can soften their grip by being there for others with love, offering a non-judgmental listening space and a body hug as a start. And if you tune in to the Trauma Healing Learnings, you will find many more resources that you can personalize for yourself along the way. I will continue episode 11 next week of the Blink of an Eye story. Thank you for pausing with me. Please pray for Norman's family. Please pray for me that I offer the most compassionate, divinely inspired care and love to those who are suffering so deeply. And please pray for those hurting so badly that any trauma energy they have subconsciously or consciously sent underground into the cells of their bodies where they become numb and sick will begin to unfreeze so they can live again. And as we close, please pray for yourself. Where are you on your trauma healing journey? What old wound or memory might you need to visit for the first time or revisit again? to release or lessen your load a little bit? Or whom do you know who needs you to listen and help lighten their load? Yes, please say a prayer out to God or to your favorite saint or send a positive intention out to God's universe or to all the celestial beings to look out and care for you and for all those on the trauma healing journey, whether new or whether continuing, to guide us in decisions that restore well-being. 
ask a higher authority for guidance on ways you can be kind to yourself and to help you with ongoing awareness that it is just old, trapped, human, emotional, and physical energy that causes your suffering. And ask for help that you stay sustained on your journey. That might be for weeks, months, or years, or might come in spurts, or that you might even circle back around to even years later. It's all normal and expected, and it's healthy for us to do this as we live in these human bodies made in divine image that we want to take care of so that we can live fully now in this lifetime. And even though we experience tragedies and setbacks, life does get better again. It does. I love you all. Life can change in the blink of an eye. Life is so precious. Sending love. Hope for everything. Obtain everything. You've been listening to Blink of an Eye. We ask that you share this with anyone who may need inspiration, a lift, or who may relate. Never miss an episode. Listen on our website, blinkofaneyepodcast.com, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is sponsored by Baltimore Mediation. For 28 years, Baltimore Mediation has served clients worldwide by facilitating negotiation breakthroughs, believing in their capacity for meaningful face-to-face dialogue. You can learn more at baltimoremediation.com.